Of fam, we're back for the second episode of the Pit for Life Radio podcast. We're in a hotel room. Well, the second episode of ACL ACL weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we just have a lot more to say. You know, the the bourbon's been flowing. Took a few hits of brisket. <laughs> two two brisket huffs. Yeah, a couple huffs of brisket. Now, like, we're, you know, we're feeling it. Some white bread. Yeah, a little white bread. A little Wonder yeah. Bread is all they have. That's how you know it's a real barbecue place. Because they had, next to the to-go boxes, lo- like, slices of white bread. And the only reason we knew what they were for was because I remember my mom used to say you'd put white bread on, like, the cookies to keep them moist. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this has to be... And, like, to- whether that works or not... To keep the meat moist. I feel like it makes you feel like the the meat's going to be more moist. And, like, the best part was it wasn't just, like, a loaf. There was, like, 14 drawers of the of this white bread. So, clearly, it's a thing, at least in Texas. Um, now, let's cover this because we didn't cover in the last episode. The brisket? Like, I get it now. Like, people used to say, like, oh, Texas does barbecue. And I would be like, ah, well, that's bullshit. Like, it's probably okay, but it's not that good. And, and then I just had brisket and ribs from, um, what was the place called? Terry Black's Barbecue Yeah. in Austin, Texas. If you ever come to Austin, you need to hit up this spot. Um, the brisket was unreal. The ribs were unreal. Um, I didn't have anything. The, the mac and cheese. The banana pudding, I, I know I already got into that. I don't really need to get into it again. Um, yeah, like it, it was just like across the board. Um, <laughs> Uh, how about the dude in front of us in line today? Oh, yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we're standing in line, waiting, just waiting to get some meat, you know? And this dude in front of us, like, ah, we strike up a conversation. Where you Nicest from? guy in the world. He was so nice, right? And, you know, he's telling us, oh, I used to live in, in Venice Beach, and him and Gary are chatting it up. And meanwhile, in front of us, there's, like, you know, eight college kids, I guess, and they're all already pre-gamed. It's 7 p.m. They're already drunk, basically. Um, and, a, and a bunch of them, like, cut in line. And I, clearly this dude had had enough, right? So we're standing in line talking to this guy. Mid-conversation, he turns to them and... Shoes him out. Pretty much tells them that, like, if they don't hurry up, he's going to kill them. And Yeah. Like, starts puff, literally puffing his chest out, trying to, like, like fight. <laughs> And you know what, like, if he had, like, messed up my opportunity to get that banana pudding, like, I'd have been pissed and we probably would have rumbled, right? If he had completely, like, destroyed the banana pudding display, it would have been on, yeah, right? Yeah. And he would have had to rumble three banana pudding fiends. Yeah. Um, but on a serious that. note, like, he got so angry yeah, so Yeah, for no reason. Like, you're telling this guy that you're going you're gonna to whoop his ass um, and to hurry up. Like, doesn't do anything, like, for you, other than, like, piss you off and ruin yeah. Iggy. Like, the guy ruined his own night, basically. But he went, the, the fact is he went from zero to 100 with the flip of a switch. Like, I've never seen somebody, like, 
go from the nicest guy in the world to like, you know, I'm gonna whoop eight college kids' asses and you know a heartbeat. Yeah, it's the mid conversation thing. That gets yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like he literally stopped our conversation and flowed right into Could... telling these guys that. I'm going to whoop your ass because I can't hit the girl in front of you. And then flowed right back into, hey, guys, sorry I had to interrupt our conversation. It was was the strangest feeling in the world. Like, he had done that before. Like, he – like, that's who he is, you know? And, yeah. Needless to say, like, we got some good barbecue. um, And we had a good story, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Living it up. And since we're getting – Living it up. Living it up. We are going to – get into this episode we thought it'd be fun to talk about moments in our exercise fitness journey yep. that where we wanted to basically quit or it was a, it was an extreme struggle right so i think no one no one talks about that stuff because then it makes you seem like wimpy or like or weak especially since we're trainers and we've been in the industry everyone just assumes that you love it all the time and that's not not the case so we're each no. going to tell a little story we all love to tell stories, so we're gonna tell a story about that time for us. Yep. Um, let's. Who do you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it I'll off? I'll kick it off, man. Let me All put right. my first. So we'll out. let we'll let Will fire it up. So, like, if you go to Coastal or you just know me personally, um, you know that like I hurt my shoulder years ago. What is it now? Like four years ago, probably. That's before I worked for Coastal. Yeah. yeah so four years. Couldn't lift my arm above my head. Couldn't do any upper body work. Like, I couldn't do a push-up. Couldn't do anything. Everything hurt. I wasn't sure if it was torn or not. I didn't have the money to go to the doctor. I didn't have health insurance. I was a a personal trainer on my own who barely paid any taxes. Like, just not the ideal situation to go pay for a doctor's visit and an MRI. So, basically, I was, like, stuck with doing lower body work, like, that's what I did, um, and I did, like, lower body three days a week for a good amount of time. Now, that being said, there was a period of time after I got hurt, probably, like, in, in four to six months where I didn't do anything, period. Like, it was that pretty much period of depression where I was, like, you know, I hate everything. I can't train because my arms hurt. It's never going to get better. You know, I'm going to be a terrible trainer, So it was like four to six months of where I I pretty much gave up and that was it. Like I just, you know, had had enough. Um, And then I'm not sure what got me out of that funk. Um, But I had also, you know, like I was kind of, I think that played into, um, you know, I was on my own training and it was just kind of getting, you know, uh, more stressful than anything. So like I was looking for a way out and, you know, it was, kind of looking at being a firefighter or EMT or something like that. Um, And then probably like the one thing that kind of just brought me out of all of this was Gary basically approaching me like, hey, I have this opportunity for you to like be my trainer at this new gym I'm going to open up. And like I had zero to lose. And basically, you know, committing to that was like, almost like bringing me back to life or like, you know, bringing me back into to fitness when I had kind of, kind of given up almost, you know, like I was still active, but like I wasn't training. I, I wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, 
And um, and it has kind of like reinvigorated me. And then I kind of, you know, saw somebody out to help me with my shoulder. And, you know, from there, just like rehabbed it on my own. And now here I am, you know, hosting a podcast, running a gym and like loving every second of it. So, you know, we all go through a period where we're like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Is it worth it? Um, you know, so like, don't feel like if you feel like that, we've probably all felt like that. You know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. We all go through periods where we just don't want to do stuff. And I think it's okay to like admit it and, um, you know, to go through it, but just know that like, it doesn't have to be like that all the time. So yeah, that was my experience with it. Yeah. And so for me, and and you'll, you'll probably notice a trend with Will, so obviously the accountability of then being a coach again in the gym, like brought brought him back. So for me, I was a trainer at Gold's Gym. It's now One Life, and for about five years, then I went and with one other guy and we opened like a little 24-hour gym, right? So I went from trainer to like gym owner, and then all the responsibilities of owning a business, like learning that with your feet to the fire, and quickly I, I was overwhelmed. Like there was just so much to do. We were, you know, all the kind of like back-end business stuff, and quickly I fell out of routine with my workouts. Like it was just almost like, yeah, just a chore that I had to do, and then with it being a, the gym I owned, it was a little 24-hour gym, it was hard, like I would be training and then looking to see if the phone was ringing, helping out members, chatting, so basically it was impossible to work out uninterrupted. So... I kind of went through a stretch where I just didn't work out much. I would try to squeeze it in or like it was an afterthought. And, you know, it was frustrating. So I knew I had to, like I had to find a time, some of, you know, so even though I owned a gym, I started looking around at other gyms to train at where I could train like uninterrupted. Um, so, and ironically, and this was about four or five years ago, I knew Will, who at the time was was training in Virginia Beach, and he went to a gym called Brute Strength. So it was like a powerlifting gym that was on my way to the gym I worked at. So I joined there and then started training and got a workout partner and then and did it first thing in the morning. So it was like on my way to work, and then and then that started working. So we would meet and train, and it was fun again, and I was consistent, right? So. The the best lesson is like you have to find what works for you and can be cons be consistent and not not worry about what you do wrong or the time you missed or that think that you were a failure because you don't love every second of it you know there, there was a time where it was essentially a chore it was like I, I have to just do this somehow mm -hmm. and it didn't even really matter how effective it was at that point it was about like I have to just find a way to train some way like even if I just show up to the gym scan my card and do two sets and go like then go on my way like it, it like just keeping the habit was super vital and, and and literally still even for that year because as I was you know trying to figure out my business and grow and that was stressful I, I really didn't even care about working out at all like I didn't think about it I was worried about other stuff you know losing sleep at night over over trying to figure out the business stuff and it just it was an afterthought so um, and now I look back on that, then eventually when I, when I opened my current gym, Coastal, I mean, that was like the greatest thing ever. Like, it's your own gym. Uh, we had class time, so I was able to train in the middle of the day where no one could bother me. And that was almost as good as it gets. It was the f 
the most fun training time of my life. I got to train with my trainers, and it was exciting, right? But but I also remembered when I hated training and it was a chore, but I still did it. So, you know, if, if you're one of those people that's listening now, and, and a lot of times for people starting out, it is a chore. Like, no one loves to work out. Like, if we were walking around the mall and we are handing out coupons for free tacos or free massages, everyone would be ecstatic to get that. Like, I'm going to go do this. You give someone a free coupon, here's like, here's a free week of working out. Like, no one's excited about that. So, that's normal, you know? So, so ultimately... You know, don't feel like you're you're weird for not loving it. You know, you, uh, like the love really comes from the result and the outcome uh, of being consistent. So that's my my little story. You know, about really about a year and a half time where it was just 100% a chore, and I, I didn't look forward to it. I didn't progress. Like nothing about it uh, made was exciting. You know, so but you have to battle through those moments. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that kind of will will resonate with someone, and then and uh, we'll shift over to Ben here, who who's relatively newer to the training game. Yeah, and it, so it's a little bit easier for me uh, to to kind of say like, I haven't really had the, that type of lull. The only thing that I've experienced is kind of uh, boredom and doing the simple movements um, over and over again, but understanding what my goal is and and wanting to move better, build simple strength. Um, has kept me kind of going with this, but trying to keep it as interesting as possible. Um, understanding that the body's going to adapt to whatever we put it through. So doing things you enjoy um, is actually pretty important. Um, as opposed to, you know, uh, I mean, doing things that challenge you are important as well, but um, keeping it interesting for yourself um, and knowing like what you want to do, because if you're if you're practicing it, your body's going to get better at it, um, and that's what that's what you're going to be able to do. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much as far as the ups and downs. But other than that, um, definitely allowing yourself to adapt and and uh, really listening to yourself and knowing what you enjoy um, can uh, can help that. Um, but uh, there's a question that just came up. Yeah, let's on, let's hit this uh, up, man. Let's, let's hit the first Facebook. question. Okay, first off, um, I'm, we'll, we'll give her a shout out. Lindsay Manslack asked this question. Um, so she's asking first, how good was the macaroni that we got tonight? And I'll tell you, it was like, it was some good macaroni. It needed a little salt. It did need salt. But once we took care of that, it was on point. There was not one thing we got tonight that wasn't amazing. So, um, yeah, the mac was on point. <laughs> All right. And then the second question is, um, how can, I'm saying this and I don't have the question up. Best ways to target psoas tightness slash avoid it in the future. And maybe we can sum this up because it might not be like your psoas. It could just be like one of your many hip flexors. What's the best way to avoid hip flexor tightness or tension or restriction? Um, and I'm going to hand this off to Ben because... Dude, I'm geeking he, out. He's, so yeah, I, he, I can tell he's finally, like vibrating right somebody now. Somebody asked a question about a Re muscle. And, <laughs> and real like, quick, Ben, let, oh. let everyone know that doesn't know like what a hip flexor is. So ask all like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, break, yeah, yeah. Give them a little background on it, man. But remember, to. they don't love it as much as hey, you. Hey, you know what? You know what? 
Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. But no, just, <laughs> just just hit the hit the buzzer if I'm if I'm going too deep. I, I'll rely on you guys for that, and I'm just gonna I'll zone in. So right. uh, just understand. Yeah, we're gonna get a little geeky with it, but uh, but everybody could actually benefit from this as long as I put it uh, in a good way. So um, so so as hey, guess what? You have a herniated disc. Your doctor told you you have a herniated disc. It's really just a, a, a dysfunction of your psoas. Um, this muscle attaches to your spine um, around L4, L5, and that is where a lot of people experience that weird, uh, like, like back of the hip pop out or whatever. If you have that little pop out in the back of your hip, uh, then yeah, you're gonna want to listen to this because the psoas is probably involved. Psoas also attaches to your to your to your femur to your uh, leg bone so it acts as a as a hip flexor it's it's the only thing that connects your upper and lower body so it plays a huge um a huge role in in what you in what you do in every squat deadlift you do um and in your steps everything so uh, it flexes the hip um if you're experiencing tightness in your hip flexor um i wish i could ask for more feedback of when you're experiencing that because if you're experiencing it when you're like at the bottom of the squat well guess what it's fully shortened uh, there might be some tightness there, but if you're trying to say stretch it and you're experiencing a hip flexor tightness, understand that uh, if the psoas isn't um, in a position to stretch and contract because your pelvis is tilted uh, one way or the other, um, then you're going to have an issue with that. What I mean by pelvic tilt is that um, it, it's like it, it's like your hips are a bucket, and if you were to dump them forward and stick your butt out like you were twerking, that would be dumping the water out. That's one way to tilt your pelvis. The other one is to basically just bring it the other way and keep the water in. Um, checking to see what type of pelvic tilt you have during your hip flexor tightness um, can help alleviate that. I'm not a huge, like, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Um, I would imagine when you feel hip flexor tightness that you would have the inkling to, to stretch it. Uh, listen very carefully to this part. If you've stretched your hip flexors and it keeps getting tight, your stretching is doing nothing. If you stretch it and it starts getting better and you feel better, obviously it's doing something um, and you can continue stretching it. But there's no real reason to continue continue stretching over and over week to week the same things because there's probably something deeper going on there and you stretching that psoas until it's i mean you're probably actually making the issue worse so Lindsay, if you are stretching it and it hasn't worked yet you need to stop stretching it and you might want to consider activating it a good way to activate it i'm going to try to describe this you can sit on a, on a, a chair or whatever um, and what you're going to do is you're going to sit at 90 so your hips are at 90 degrees and then you just lift that leg past 90 degrees um, and if you need to add resistance, you can kind of push against that, push against that leg, but just lifting it past 90 degrees should help you activate it. You should feel it just on the inside of the middle of your, of your leg. Um, and if you activate that, that muscle, um, and actually work on kind of firing it up and then kind of try your thing that, that you feel tight, it's kind of the opposite of stretching. So you may find some relief there. Um, you, you need to use it most likely, um, and not, and not stretch it. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers it. Um, definitely, uh, if you want more information on that, more detail in your question, more information, like it hurts when I do this and all that other stuff, I would love to answer those questions. Um, you know, as, as simply as I can, but I would say, Lindsay, activate it, uh, yeah. make it work. And then I think the tightness will go away for so, you. So, so really like what it is. So, so really, like what what Ben's trying to say, I think, is that um, 
Like that muscle is like being underutilized, right? Is that that basically what it is? Like during the well, movement. Well, we I don't know that, but often, well, it could be if if stretching it doesn't just work. Just because it's tight doesn't mean you know what it is. So you exactly. So, but if you stretch it or over every week after week, day after day, you stretch it, you stretch it, and it doesn't find relief, then that's basically telling us that relaxing the muscle uh, isn't helping it. It's probably already relaxed. It's probably plenty stretched. It's probably, I know it feels tight, but it's probably plenty, plenty long and plenty, like like the contraction, the, the on signal to your brain is not working. So yep. you need to turn it on. And again, sitting somewhere and doing that little above 90 degree thing um, can do that for you. Yeah. And, and I really, so so I have a, an issue with my hip. I've had, man, since I, I've had a, like an SI joint issue since high school. And basically, you know, going over with Ben, he kind of figured out, you know, and, and then me too, like, you know, thinking about it too, that like my hip was rotated like outward, like I, I kind of rotated back and like my psoas wasn't working like it's like I was working around the muscle. Um, and so like we worked on like activating it and then like activating it during movement. And that's been the, the, the big help, you know, just like stretching it and releasing it with like a lacrosse ball or whatever like provides temporary relief maybe mm-hmm. but never did anything for the problem but you know now that i'm activating it i'm trying to you know use it during movement like it's really making a difference so not saying it is what your issue is um but if you're stretching it and releasing it with like a foam roller or whatever to no avail and it's not working then i would definitely like try to activate it you know um and then if all else fails holler at ben you know he, he loves this stuff he geeks out on it super hard mm-hmm. um and you know he kind of does it outside of the gym for for a living so you know i know my stuff hit so, him up yeah, yeah he's... definitely uh you know uh pictures of of like hip heights um like what your ribs are doing during this what your ankles are doing all of it does matter so again the more information if you you know if this didn't quite do it but uh i mean honestly gen pop anybody listening you feel that type of funniness in your back or you feel like hip flexor tightness it, the same rules go for you if you stretch these things and they don't it doesn't work try the opposite try activating them try putting them in a more shortened position and, and uh and you may see some different results yeah mm. nice damn that was a good question mm-hmm. and a good answer fun. yeah yeah damn we finally had one for for the gipper Lindsay, you, you you have no idea how you made, you made my day you just made ben's entire night mm. And that's after, like, he's already had drinks and had a good time, and you already still made his night after brisket. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for that. We really we, we appreciate the good questions. You know, one question we didn't touch on that, you know what? This is the perfect time for it. Um, Tom Hartman. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Tom. You know, man, like, uh, we, we definitely miss you. So we, you know. Lulu. Ma, Lulu, man. <laughs> we hope you Ma. are, like, ha- you know, having fun and your, your, your training's dope. But um, we still miss your face despite that. Um, so his question is, fork one, kill one, marry one. All right, and our choices are Arnold Schwarzenegger, the king, the governator himself, okay? Arnold. Rich Froning, CrossFit champion, um, and Kelly Starrett, PT extraordinaire, runs San Francisco CrossFit, Mobility Watt, all that. Yeah. Um, so First just- off, we... The problem is, like, Thomas is the biggest meathead ever. Yeah. And, like, this is the biggest meathead question ever. It really is. Like, he didn't give us... Like, there's, like, no, there's, there's no Oprah Winfrey in there. Yeah, like, there's nothing. Or, or uh, it's just tough. So, we, we, expect, it, we expect nothing less from Thomas Hartman. Yeah. Except for the extreme meatheadedness that he delivered. Yeah. So, 
Actually, we all instantly agreed on the the answer for this pretty easily. So, but you you know what though? <sighs> yeah, I'm torn. Like, why don't you go over your answer and then I'll I'll you know we can give an explanation. All right, I'll just I'll just I'll just chime in and agree as you say then because that's we, we're we're right. On <laughs> you, are you copying answer. off my paper, Ben? This is uh, you're cheating. This is on, are you copying times. my answers? This is one of those times. All right, that's okay. If you get a C, it, don't blame me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna be the guy to get an A, and you're gonna get a C. Yeah, because he, he like knows that one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last second. Yeah. Where, where he's like, ah, oh, he just filled that one in. It's pissed me off. So, yeah, so it's pretty easy, right? So you want, you're gonna kill Kelly Starrett. Yes. I mean, yeah. because he any like anything he can give you. Isn't as good as the other two, yeah, right? Yeah, like ultimately, like if you're, you know, cooking. you're just gonna fork. Well, Rich Froning's just a little more handsome. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Kelly's Kelly. From from what I understand, uh, I, I I was with a guy in Vancouver who had actually like like spoken at the same conference with him. And all he's, I mean, he may have done something in the past, but he's just not appealing at all. Yeah. Um, doesn't hold himself well. Doesn't really. Yeah, so, I mean, I, really, there's no draw at all at all there for me. Yeah, so that's, you know, we'll, we'll push that aside. And then it comes down to, so we'll go ahead and fork Rich Froning. Like, yeah. he's a champion. And he's, like, a good-looking guy, yeah, you, know? you know? Like, he's, yeah, I mean, he's a yeah. freaking crossfit. He's the fittest man on earth. He, he's, yeah, he's how many, the yeah, fittest how many man times on earth. in a row, yeah. so, so, like, that's got to be your fork choice. Right. Yep. And then Arnold... Like that's your sugar daddy. Oh yeah, right. That's your like, that's your pump daddy good. right there. You're you, good. you marry Arnold, you can just work out all day every You're day. You're set for life, and he's not gonna be mad about it. Nah, and like, he's he, gonna encourage. He's gonna it. pay your bills. He's 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 uh he's gonna take care of you. Yeah, and he's good. I mean, like you know, dude, he could write you a program. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, right. He's, he's gonna get you into all the cool parties. Yeah, I mean, how many times? How many times did he get to Mr. Olympia? How many times was he Mr. Olympia? Was I don't it like, know, like six, eight or six? I think it was six times, Mr. Yeah. Olympia. And then he was like, "All right, I'm done." And he probably could have got a couple more. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, yeah. you got six times Mr. Olympia taking care of you. Yeah. The governor. Yeah. Terminator. Mm. You gotta marry him. You gotta marry him. Yeah. Like, he's, but how'd that work out for who was it, like? Streisand or uh, Kennedy, he was married. I don't, I don't know who he was married I don't, to. I don't think that won't. Didn't well. he cheat on her? Something. If it's the governor. So I mean, are you prepared to be broken hearted? Well, well, I mean, for would Rich Ronnie yeah. cheat on you? Yes. I, I think no, he won't. Oh, but think so. hey, no, he's like Uber. Hey, you know what though? It don't matter. He is just. He, he's gonna do it right. It's who, Arnold. Who Arnold? Fronning. Well, Fronning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Arnold, like. You know, even if he did, like, you're going to get some good years out of him. That's yeah, what it is, right? Honestly, you marry him. It's not going to be a waste of time. You know what I mean? No, exactly. So, yeah. You so know, you get some supplements Arnold, out of it. You get some good lifting advice, some yeah, good life sure. advice. He's done a little bit of everything, yeah, right? Yeah. But you he's, know what? He's I, bodybuild. He's been a freaking governor of a state. And he's been a movie star. Yeah. Like, you don't get much more. He's like, just living, than he's that. living life. Yeah. Like whatever happens, and he, hey, even if he makes a mistake or he, if he, if he has a super success, he still moves on onward and upward. Mm-hmm. You know, so always. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, let me see if we have any other questions, and then, um, and then we can just freestyle this. Um, yeah, we're out of questions. So here's, uh, yeah. So what we uh, what we did today, we went to go look at these bats. Hold on. What do you got? I need uh, a second real quick. All right, what do you got? Well, I didn't have the edited version. Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, 
<laughs> so honestly, we're gonna cut. We'll cut this like from the point. Where, like, we're gonna check and see if we have questions. No, we don't. And then we'll just no, add it to something don't, else. don't understand. I was gonna play some sipping on some syrup. If, if you're hearing this right now, we did. <laughs> we didn't take Ben's suggestion to edit this out, and I want to be absolved of all. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, if you're well, hearing you're, this, you're, you're part of the team, man. We were gonna play some we Three should. Six Mafia yeah, sipping on syrup. It. Come but, on, uh, man. I forgot how the beginning of the song started. <laughs> so this just backfired. Oh. So, anyways, alright, we're back from the from the intermission. Yeah. Um So let's uh let's do this. Um yeah, I don't know. Welcome to Hotel Hell. Check in time now, check out time. Never. Damn. Is that Dwight Schrute? Uh, yeah, it was Dwight Schrute. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was. <laughs> I can feel it, man. Yeah. Um, the office. Yeah, so like, when you know doubt. what? When in doubt. When in doubt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just I never watched The Office when it was on and decided, I don't know, for whatever reason, I needed to watch it on Netflix. And after watching it for one full time, realized that I had pretty much peaked when it comes to shows like that. And now it's like my go-to, like, yeah. hey, I'm bored. I want to watch something before bed TV show, yeah, yeah. you know? And the problem is, like, I could watch every episode again and again and again and again. And some people, I know a lot of people in, like, my age group or maybe, like, a little bit older, like, um, Seinfeld is, like, the jam for them. And, like, I feel like The Office is my Seinfeld. Never got into Seinfeld um, so if you're listening to this, and you're, you know, your name's like Barry Server, and you're disappointed in me, I'm sorry, it's just not my, it's not my TV show. Barry, I watch Seinfeld every day. Yeah, yeah, Gary, Gary watches Seinfeld, I'm just it, not a Seinfeld guy. You know what, like, Seinfeld was the last show that I was cool with that had that laugh track. After that, oh, you laugh put, track. So, so Seinfeld was okay with that, and, and I, I enjoyed Seinfeld, but after that, that show has a laugh track, probably don't enjoy it. Like, so you know what, I, you know what show... And until somebody pointed out, like, I didn't notice it. And after they did, I just couldn't watch the show anymore. Big Bang Theory. Right? Yeah. So once I realized, like, damn, like, they have a laugh track. And I don't know how I didn't realize no, it. I, mean, I watched, like, that's, wait, that's what is a laugh track? It. So it's, like, when it's just, like, this, the, the default, like, they're, audience. Uh, they're they're right? telling the sheeple when to laugh. So, yeah. So mm, it's, like, like it's, like, yes. punchline. Yeah. Audience laughter, and then you're like, oh, you chuckle because everyone else is yeah, laughing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I should so, think this is funny. So once so I realized that it. happened, like I can't watch the show anymore, Big, and I don't know not, why. No, and, no, and then and then you realize that like, good is the show even funny when they tell you to laugh, and you realize well, you know what? Like inside my soul, inside my like like grown up soul, that I didn't think that joke was funny, but this laugh track is telling me it is. If that happens multiple times in a show. Fuck that show. Yeah, that's really exactly. what it comes down to. Yeah, and Big Bang Theory definitely fell under that. Yeah, and Very so sir, sorry, I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah and and, and I can't think of any more shows right now that uh that have laugh tracks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but like, like if The Office had it, like I probably won't watch that show. Um, damn, I got the hiccups now. So since we had such a such a glory moment with Ben getting his dream question. I think I think we're gonna let y'all stew on that, and also you know think kind of back to a couple of our stories about how ultimately like you're not gonna love every second of fitness, and everyone has that moment or time or struggle. We're gonna we're gonna let y'all stew on that, and of course we're not gonna leave you leave you without Ben's Ben's jam. Mm. 
Mm. What do you What do you got for yeah, us? Yeah, you know, I, I, was, I was gonna go back and forth. I gave you guys a really good, a really good jam to, to groove with. Um, so I don't really need to move your bodies, but I do need to move your hearts. And I think the best way to do that is to bring it back to kind of it's kind of my roots, the, the, the punk rock. Uh, we're gonna go with "Say Anything," "Alive with the Glory of Love." Oh man, that dude that's a hit. It is. Uh, Play it up, man. It's gorgeous. Cue it up. Tune it's, it up. It's really gorgeous. Um, there you go. Mm. Takes me back to college. I mean, if you're not, if your heart's not pumping right now, I don't know. You better check it out. You better get a defib and, and double check. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets in the, you know, it gets in the war and, and all that good stuff. I mean, you just, you're going to love it. Try it out. Try it out. There we go. All right. So, we hope you all enjoyed it. Episode five? Maybe. Episode it five. It might be five. Maybe. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, keep sending us your questions. No, yeah, really. I mean, sure. we kind of have to count. Sure. We got we to gotta put something in there, but <laughs> Ben's not counting. Kidding. It's fine. It could be, it could be six. <laughs> like, I really don't know Underco- today. Cool. And keep sending us your questions. Like, we love that. We love, too, how uh, people will let us know when something connected with them. Yeah. We, lo- we like that. And be known, we, we, we love having guests on. We're lining them up. We're scheduling it out. We have, have some lined out, scheduled. So we, we, we're looking forward to posting those for you guys. And if you want to be on, hit us up as well. Yeah. Remember, you can find us at Coastal Strength and Fitness. Also, my website, GaryDeagle.com. I have a contact form. And what's that, Ben? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I just want everybody to have a lovely night. Yeah, lovely yeah. night, lovely night. So we will be <laughs> <laughs> catching y'all on the flip side. Later.